Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Reda, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we're bringing you Attacking Third's 2021 NWSL Awards for Best Assist, Best Skill, Best Save, and Best Goal. We compiled the best of the best and we narrowed it down to four nominees per category and this week on Twitter, we had you, the audience, the fans, and listeners vote for your winners. Heads up to everyone listening uh, via podcast. We're going live on YouTube, so welcome. And uh, we're going to be showing the clips on YouTube. And uh, we will be very descriptive with the nominees in this episode. But if you prefer to watch the clips of the nominees, you can head on over to YouTube to see the specific plays we are talking about. Another reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. And for our YouTube page, you can head on over to YouTube.com slash Attacking Third to never miss a new video interview or whenever we do go live. Plus, you can catch extended NWSL highlights on the channel. Subscribe when you get a chance. Lisa, I'm excited. I'm I my, am. I'm in my holiday best. You've got your holiday lights going on. How, how's it going today? How are you feeling? I'm good. I mean, I love the holiday cheer, let's be honest. Um, but I'm actually really pumped to <laughs> talk about these uh, awards and these nominees. It's always fun at the end of a season to kind of look back, especially this 2021 NWSL season. It was very long. There's a lot of games, a lot of goals, a lot of saves, a lot of assists, a lot of sweet skills that we saw. Um, so compiling this list was a little tricky. And to narrow it down to just four nominees per category was extremely difficult to do. Um, and, and we'll talk about some of the honorable mentions that didn't actually get put into this poll, but we think very highly of here at Attacking Third. Um, but it's fun to look back at the year, kind of extend the year as much as we can into this postseason ahead of draft coverage and, and new teams and preseasons coming in and, and reflect on all of the fantastic things we saw on the pitch because Sandra, we saw a lot of very cool things this year, um, and I'm excited to talk about them and get your opinion on some of the skill we saw. I'm excited, too. You know, it's always it's the end of the year where it's like you always get to do that kind of fun stuff. It's like, oh, let's who doesn't love a listicle? Who doesn't like a best of who doesn't like a top whatever? And obviously with us, we wanted to sort of take a little bit of a different spin on, on what can be considered like end of the year awards. So we wanted to focus a little bit of what we saw on the pitch this year, you know, in, in light of all of the games that we covered on attacking third during the regular season of NWSL. 
And it got broken down to best assist, best skill, you know, best save, best goal. But we were also kind of limited because we wanted to include the fans. We wanted to include the listeners and our audience. And when we were like, yeah, let's do it via a Twitter poll, we knew right away that we had to narrow it down to four because of <laughs> sort of the, the construct of, of Twitter and how that platform is built. So there were only four nominees for, for each category. But we thought, you know, that's fine. It'll give us an opportunity to sort of give the the, the shout outs or, you know, the, the narrow misses uh, for for those categories uh, as well. So I'm excited. And, and Dick, we it. also wanted to do things very differently than what the league does. And, and they do MVP and and Golden Boot and things like that. Um, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to do the skills. We wanted to do uh, assists of the year because it's all those moments throughout the game that build up to make a team great, to make a player great. And a lot of the players that um, maybe don't score all the goals or the goalkeepers that don't make all the saves and have all these crazy records that they break, they still deserve to be highlighted. I'm a little still hurt that we didn't do like defender move of the year, but maybe next year, guys. It was it was a lot to put on uh, one producer in myself. Well, but, uh, We'll get we'll to, have that. to rethink that for sure. Like when we're contemplating, we'll have to rethink like how to incorporate that in some in some capacity, because I think also because of the type of league it is, it is NWSL. So there is opportunity, I'm sure, to find highlights of like epic, you know, those epic goal line saves from like a center back. Right. There's always a ton of those or even midfielders who get on those end posts and, and you know, deny things. Uh, offset pieces. So it's something that we'll think about uh, looking ahead to 2020, but you can uh, 2022, but you can't do that. And so you sort of close, right. The, the chapter on 2021. And that's sort of, I, I think what maybe we're doing a little bit with, with this episode in light of uh, events happening in the future with, with the expansion draft, the uh, regular NWSL draft. And that's really going to sort of signal the beginning, right, of the of the 2022 season. And uh, before we get there, we got to really say goodbye to 2021. So let's, let's do it. Let's just hop right in. We are going to start with best assist for the nominees. We have as follow Trinity Rodman, Washington Spirit. We got the goals going up for everyone right now. Um, we've also got Veronica Latsko, uh, Eugenie Lesomer of uh, OL Reign, and Nahomi Kawasumi of Gotham FC. But this uh, this assist from Trinity Rodman right here, Lisa, let's break it down maybe for our listeners. It starts defensively, Trinity Rodman doing the work in the middle of the field, and you just saw her pick off the pass. As soon as she gets the ball, her head is up, and she's trying to find that over-the-top of the defense ball, perfectly weighted right into the path of teammate Ashley Hatch, Golden Boot winner at the end of the year who slots it away. I think for me, the Trinity Rodman assist, it, because it starts in the defensive end with her getting back and, and, and putting in the work to get the ball into the front of the line, it does it for me. It's, it's so fantastic from start to finish on that one. I'm going to agree with you hundred percent. We're taking a look now at uh, Veronica Latsko and her assist with the Houston dash. I think the ability to just sort of balance this ball, right? I think people don't realize the sort of quickness you have to make with your decision-making uh, when you sort of feel that ball kind of uh, out of nowhere and then be able to sort of control your body and balance that and pass it off and lay it off for, for that goal. I thought it was great. Uh, but a, another uh, assist that got a lot of attention was from uh, Eugenie Le Somer of Oral Rain. Let's talk about that a little bit, Lisa. 
This was ranked number two in our fan voting. It also starts with defense. She does great body positioning to get between uh, the uh, attacker with the ball and the ball. And then she has the awareness to know that her teammates are running behind her. It's a cheeky back heel pass right into Ziara King's run, who then finishes it. So that was our number two um, in our voting poll that our fans did. And then number three and our last nominee, it's with Gotham FC. It's Kawasumi. She, it's similar to Trinity Rodman's assist, picking the ball up in the midfield, immediately getting her head up, finding Margaret Purse on the run, on the back line. And it's a nice, long, lofted ball over the opponent's back line right into the stride of Purse, who, of course, finishes it. And I think the fun part of, of these assists Sandra, is that they all end in goals, whereas a lot of times some of our other plays that we had, they didn't end in goals, which makes it a little bit sad, but that's why we get to highlight them. Um, yeah. But ultimately, fans really outvoting on this one. It was completely uneven, 73.5% in favor of Trinity Rodman and the Washington Spirit. This player, I think it's really showing and telling of how much work Trinity Rodman did all over the pitch being rookie of the year. I mean, hindsight's always 2020, but the defensive work that she put in, it was nonstop movement every time that she was on the field. And then her ability to not only score goals, but get assists and, and be that creative mind player as a rookie in this league. It was phenomenal to watch her this year um, and ultimately winning the championship with Washington spirit. But isn't it funny watching these hindsight's always 2020 and we weren't necessarily sure watching this game live what was to come of it no for sure I mean but also I think a, an important thing to note in this one as we're talking about this first category that Trinity Robin yes wins wins this vote but she also wins this vote by over 70 percent <laughs> of the vote which is more than any of the other categories uh ended up breaking down with uh which is I thought was real real interesting as well and I think this is maybe just the the first we're just really witnessing uh, the beginnings of of Tr Trinity Rodman, you know, went on to win Rookie of the Year. And I'm not going to be surprised if we decide to keep our A3 awards as annual awards that we'll see Trinity Rodman in this category somewhere down the line. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's like maybe a bit of a consecutive streak mm -hmm. uh, as well. So let's, uh, let's take a look uh, moving forward uh, a little bit. Let's go into to best skill for this one. And Lisa, why don't you let our least listeners know before we get into the nominees, uh, why don't you let them know perhaps what we mean on A3 when we're looking for best skill? I mean, best skill is that play that naturally when you're watching the game it's like whoa she just did that you can't help but audibly gasp at what the player just did on the field um and it's not necessarily what comes after it or what comes before it if it's an incredible goal but it's their ability to really dance with the ball at their feet and it stays glued to their foot uh and they can just make some magic happen on it and and that's what we see a lot in the NWSL. So this one was particularly hard to narrow down to just four nominees throughout this, this uh, category. Yeah, let's just go through like fourth place all the way through to the winner. Uh, starting off in fourth place with 5% of the vote, it was Carly Lloyd and uh, her skill set um, with Gotham FC, uh, followed by Sophia Smith of Portland Thorns with uh, 8.3 of the vote. 
And then we've got Martha with Orlando Pride in second place with 30% of the votes. And the winner in Eugenie Le Somer of Oil Rain with 56.7% of the Twitter fan uh, poll uh, results. And uh, honestly, this one for me was was hard to go through and take a look at. But if I was voting in the Twitter Twitter poll awards, I was going uh, with Martha of Orlando Pride. I just I'll put myself on blast. I've got a soft spot for Martha and what she brings to the game. And I thought that there were some moments for Orlando Pride where there were some real rare moments where you sort of looked at that team and could say, hey, what a great tactical or skillful moment. And this was one of those moments uh, uh, for them. But Eugenie Lesomere walking away the winner in this one, Lisa. And I remember when this goal happened, we talked about it endlessly uh, during that week when it happened. Why don't you uh, let me know your breakdown of that? Yes, I mean... Eugenie Lesomer, she won this ultimately. And this was the move and the skill that was talked about across Twitter and social media for like almost over a week from game from one weekend of games to the next weekend of games after it happened. Um, I, I will touch on your Marta skill as well because I think that one's fun. But for Lesomer, it's the moment when she gets the ball. It's a long ball. She's on the left side of the flank. She only has one defender uh, to beat. So it's really a 1v1 social bat, uh, battle um, against her defender. She brings the ball inside. She cuts it outside, forces the defender to do an entire spin around the ball, putting her back to the ball to so come back and defend. So cuts outside and then cuts it back inside. The defender slips and falls. And outside of the box, it's Isla Somer shooting a beautiful ball that actually comes out to be a goal. And it is her first goal for OL Reign. Uh, sometimes when I'm looking at like the skills or the moments and you know the background information. So this was Isla Somer's first goal for OL Reign. It makes it just a little bit sweeter because it was like, wow, if she can do that in her first goal of of the season with this club, what can't she do? Um, And and we did go on to see more from her throughout the year. I want to piggyback off that. Do you think that maybe that rings true or echoes similarly, perhaps for somebody like Carly Lloyd, but just in like the opposite sense where it's like, you knew that this was the end all right for her, her, Mm -hmm. her soccer career playing on the pitch. And maybe that's, that's something that we took a look at, in light of these these nominations? I have I mean I think you have to look at it like that because knowing that it was the end of her career and these were the last moments we were going to get of Carly Lloyd, she almost had pressure on her to be this bigger than herself player every time she got on the pitch and she was one of the nominees in the skill award so she did show her hand at at what she can do on the pitch but there was definitely more pressure from Carly Lloyd to perform at the end of her career Um, because I think when you look at Carly Lloyd specifically she ended her career on what she would consider a high I mean how many Olympics did she go to how many World Cups did she win and she was like you know what I won bronze I'm tapping out I'm, I'm going to the playoffs with my club team And then I'm tapping out and I'm going out on a high. You don't really want to come down from that or at least plateau off of that. Um, Yeah, that's that's an interesting point, Sandra. You know, I got to say, I'm thrilled with all the the nominees and and, and including the winners as well. The fans have spoken. I'm always going to respect that. Uh, But in terms of like maybe that extra nominee that we wanted for either of these categories, whether it's best assist or best skill. Is there anyone in particular that you've been thinking of? I'm going to give you some time to think about it. If you 
didn't get a chance to think about it yet, Lisa. I am going to say for maybe best assist, I also would have maybe included another Washington Spirit player and somebody like Andy Sullivan. You know, Trinity Rodman, it took her a little bit of time to get going in this regular season. Kind of had a bit of a, an impressive uh, preseason and Challenge Cup, but needed a few weeks to sort of get in that that sort of, you know, professional career, week-to-week grind type of season. And Andy Sullivan had a moment where uh, she sort of launched this ball over the top. Again, we're talking about things that start in the defensive half, right? And you have Sullivan feed this long ball over the top to um, Trinity Rodman during the Chicago Red Stars game and just absolutely breaks down that Red Stars back line and slots in a phenomenal goal. So I think it could maybe even be an assist, uh, an extra nominee for assist and maybe even a nominee for for goal. But I think if I had to maybe choose another one uh, that was going to be for for Andy Sullivan for me. How about you? I love that. I love that we get to pick these. And these are our honorable mentions, which we talked about when we went over these overall. I think um, one for me that isn't that shiny and it's not that sparkly. And that's probably why subconsciously I didn't put it in these polls because I knew it wasn't going to get a lot of votes. But a player like Caprice Didasco, outside back for Gotham FC, she was constantly getting into the attack, whipping crosses into the box. And not just whipping crosses into the box, but finding assists and, and crushing them throughout this season. She ended as one of the top assist leaders of the league, but a lot of her assists and, and the goals that came from them weren't that sparkly and that, and that shiny that we did see like the assists that were nominated, like the Trinity Rodman uh, ball over the top to hatch. So a lot of Didasco's was just crosses in from the flanks, but it's her ability to pick out runners in the box and, and hit them on a dime. That's, so skillful. And and from a defender's perspective, an outside defender's perspective, that is a skill that uh, is very, very crucial to have. And that's why we saw Caprice Didasco nominated for Defender of the Year and being a player that was constantly in the best 11 month after month um, and getting awards weekly. So that's another assist I would have loved to throw, throw into the mix in these nominees. I hear you on that. We've got two more to get through, Lisa. We're going to have best save and best goal that we have to go through the nominees and we have to go through the winners in this one. And there's a little bit of a, of a fun twist with best save that Lisa and I are going to have to uh, take care of. And we're going to do that right after a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, let's hop right back into the final two categories here. I'm going to mix things up, Lisa. I think because we love 
defense. I'm going to say best save for last. I think okay. we need to go with best goal in this one. So let's go with best goal. Uh, we had four nominees again, mm -hmm. like all of the other ones. Uh, we had Ebony Salmon from Racing Louisville. Let's talk a little bit about this goal, Lisa. Let's take a look at Ebony Salmon and how she introduced herself to the league. And that's it, Sandra. This was Ebony Salmon's introduction to the to the league, to the game. She just stepped onto the pitch. I think it was about a minute into her playing of the game. It's Savannah McCaskill dribbling down the pitch. She finds Salmon running across the opponent's back line and she gets her the ball. And it's Salmon who does this chop to just break her way through the defender's back line and get the shot on goal. But remember, it's her first minute into her first game in the NWSL and she gets an incredible, incredible goal. And that was Salmon. Our, our second nominee is Jess Fishlock. This was an open field goal. She receives the ball right in the middle of the pitch. She has a lot of time and a lot of space around her. And it's the, the mindset and the vision of Fishlock that gets her head up probably about 35, 40 yards out and chips the goalkeeper. It struck hard. It struck really well. It goes just over the goalkeeper's hands into the back of the net. Um, that that goal made waves. I remember watching it live and, and watching um, everything unfold after that fishlock goal. Um, our, our, I'll keep going about these. Our third nominee is Darian Jenkins of Kansas City. It was off a throw in. The ball actually gets redeflected off of the defender right into the foot of Jenkins. And she's dribbling horizontally across the top of the 18-yard box on the corner of the 18-yard box. She gets just a yard of space and she fires this one far post upper 90. It was beautiful. And this was when Kansas City was really on their ride, just wrecking opponents with their goals and what they could done. This was a home game for Darian Jenkins. She did a fantastic job with this one. Um, our last nominee for goal of the year was Christine Sinclair. She she starts the play, ultimately gets the ball wide. It gets serviced into the box by Portland, and it's cleared out by Karen Bardsley, who just punches it. Goalkeeper just punches it out, and it lands right to Christine Sinclair, who is about 25 yards outside of the goal. So like 10 yards outside of the 18 yard box. And this ball comes out to her flying through the air. And Sinclair just has the vision to keep her eye on it inside of the left foot and just volleys it over Bardsley's head into the goal. This goal was fantastic because Sinclair did not let it bounce. She took the ball out of the air after the punch from the goalkeeper and was able to, to find the back of the net, cool, calm, composed, which is a really tricky thing to do. There wasn't a lot of power behind the shot, but there was a lot of placement and Sink placed it just right. Uh, uh, one of the best, of course, to do it. Um, so those were our top four no nominees. Yeah, Christine Sinclair taking the results in this one in first place with 34%, followed by Darian Jenkins. In Kansas City current with 27.7% and splitting third place, really. Uh, mm -hmm. Jess Fishlock and Ebony Salmon with 19.1% apiece. And I think that that's fitting. That feels appropriate yeah. of a transition, Lisa, because we have one more category left. It's Wait, best Sandra, before, before we get to our last category, who do you like for best goal? Oh, I'm absolutely going with Christine Sinclair. <laughs> there's, there's, you know what? I'm, I'm not just trying to, you know play to the fans. I just don't disagree with them in this one. I, I think all of these goals, right, are impressive in their in their own way. I mean, my God, with the knowledge that we have now, knowing that Jess Fishlock picked up MVP in 2021 mm -hmm. and sort of seeing the type of things that she can produce 
on the pitch, whether it's creating her own shot, which is very difficult to do in NWSL or, you know, racking up the assists, that goal just sort of will stick out, I think, for, you know, seasons to come. And then Ebony Salmon sort of coming through and just sort of I love that. I love coming through to an inaugural team like racing Louisville FC and then not just sort of making your arrival, but a lot of folks maybe not having the understanding of like your background and who you are and where you come from coming, coming on over as an English international and a young player at 20 years old and really introducing herself coming off of the bench and immediately making an impact that absolutely leaves your name in the memory of people's brains moving forward. If they didn't know you then they sure as hell knew you now. And I love that from Ebony Salmon, but in terms of, uh, goals that we haven't typically seen in NWSL. We so rarely get to see these type of skillful chips. And the fact that it came from a savvy veteran and somebody like Christine Sinclair from the Portland Thorns shouldn't be too shocking. Uh, but all of these goals, I think, in their own way are, are, are winners. But uh, if I have to give first place to someone, I'm, I'm going with, uh, with, with Canada's captain and, and Christine Sinclair. I, I agree. I mean, she did do fantastic stuff throughout the season. I have to say, um, pulling these nominees and, and looking at all of the goals, I was lucky enough to look at all of them and then narrow it down to just four. This Ebony Salmon goal stuck out to me so hard because of the background and because of the narrative surrounding this goal. First game in the NWSL, first minute on the field, she gets subbed on late in the game. Um, and, and it's beautiful. It's like, hello, I am here. And it was at Louisville. It was just fantastic for her. Um, so I had to throw it in there because of that. But I agree with you. The Christine Sinclair chip is just phenomenal. She deserves to win this uh, goal of the year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that in in best goal. It wasn't a huge blowout, maybe, right? What we saw in uh, the best uh, assist or, or best skill. I mean, it's pretty almost evenly distributed with 34% going to Sinclair, uh, almost 28% going to, to Jenkins and then Fishlock and Salmon ultimately splitting around 20% uh, or so. So uh, not, not too surprising that maybe these two categories ended up having some, some draws between them, but that's the transition we're going to make when we go into best save, there's a similar scenario, but it's not a draw for third place. It's a draw for first. So when we're looking at these, uh, these uh, nominees, it's Casey Murphy and North Carolina courage, Arby Bledsoe of the spirit, Ashton Harris, Orlando Pride and Bella Bixby, Portland Thorns. Elisa, let's break him down. Casey Murphy is our first nominee. It's against Gotham. Gotham does a nice job to send a dangerous cross across the entire 18-yard box. So Murphy has to shuffle her feet from one side to the other. And then Kawasumi gets a first-time volley to the opposite side post. So Murphy is shuffling her feet across the goal and has to dive backwards to make the initial save. Um, Casey Murphy, a player that we talked about in the NWSL Awards that we think got snubbed. She wasn't even nominated for Goalkeeper of the Year. Um, our second nominee is the goalkeeper of the year winner, Aubrey Bledsoe. It's against North Carolina Courage. Dabinia streaking down the field. She has a little slip pass through to her teammate, Amy Rodriguez, who strikes it one time across her body to the far post. Bledsoe makes a diving save. She just parries it wide, so she barely gets her fingertips on it, and it goes wide for a corner kick. That We saw that from Bledsoe so many times this year. Ashlyn Harris 
She is a player, a goalkeeper that stopped not one, not two, not three, but four penalty kicks throughout this 2021 season. This penalty kick, I gave it to her third stop of the year against Lynn Williams. It was a beautiful stop. She puts her hands, her fingers in her ear. She blocks out the noise after that save. Uh, That was tied for first place along with the save from Bella Bigsby. This is a great job from Kansas City. They're moving the ball around the box. It's shot to the top of the six-yard box, and Bigsby is in position, but it's Kristen Hamilton who gets her toe on the cross that's coming into the box and redirects the ball. It almost looks like it's going to be chipped over Bella Bigsby's head, but Bigsby somehow, somehow reacts and adjusts, jumps up and backwards towards the open mouth of her own goal and gets one hand on the ball, is able to collect it and lands on top of it. She doesn't bobble it at all. It's a one-handed grab. I think I even saw on Twitter someone that was voting in this and and looking at this said, I was sitting right behind that goal when Bella Bigsby made that save. She palmed it with one hand and just brought it into her chest. Um, Fantastic goal. So those are our tying to Ashlyn Harris on the penalty kick save. And then Bella Bigsby with the one-arm grab. It was like the wide receiver uh, that I'd love to see the Eagles do. Grab it one-handed and bring it in. Keep it safe. Um, But Bella did it. I, I love I love that both these categories sort of uh, came down to this. It was sort of really kind of close votes, maybe not by the percentages, but you know every every vote ended up counting. I think in these final two categories, because similar to best goal, we ended up having a draw, like you meant, like we mentioned, but this time for first place. So so Casey Murphy walks away with this one um, in in third with eighteen point four percent of the vote. Aubrey Bledsoe of the Spirit. Uh, with 23.7% of the Twitter poll vote. And Ashton Harris and Bella Bixby walk away with a tie for first place with 28.9% of the vote. So here we are, Lisa. We didn't realize realize or or think that we were going to have to deal with a tie. We thought we were done with tiebreakers. Again, we're closing the chapter on 2021. We're like saying adios and farewell. But... Here we are having to deal with tiebreakers again, and you and I are going to be the the tiebreakers. And I think we both have to agree because if we split, that's still a tie, and then we're going to have to flip a coin. But I think you and I have both come to a consensus that it has to go to one player. Mm -hmm. I know who I'm going with, and I know who you're going with, so I'm just going to let the people know that Bella Bixby is going to be the winner of our Best Save Award in the Attacking Third 2021 Awards. Uh, Congrats to to Bella Bixby. I mean, that was – I loved hearing you break it down. I loved watching that highlight again on the YouTube uh, channel here. I just enjoyed watching the rise of Bella Bixby Mm -hmm. this season, period. I don't – I don't know if people understand or realize um, just how difficult of a position that is in NWSL. And number one, first and foremost, for a very, very long time, it was probably the toughest position to earn your starting place in because this is a league that is still growing. And for a long time, it went from – you know, 10 teams and fluctuating to eight or nine teams. And then now we're going back to 12 teams and that is 12 jobs uh, for, for goalkeepers. And that is a very tough position uh, to ensure that you have uh, your place. And so with the departure of Adriana French mid season from Portland Thorns, 
you know, they did that in good faith, you know, in that Adriana France was, was looking to, to make a return to her home uh, state and uh, play for Kansas City in front of family and friends. And they were able to do that sort of with confidence, knowing that they had a hometown kid of their own in Bella Bixby to be able to sort of take over the reins and have that starting position on lock. And when we're looking at that type of save with the type of skill that that takes and body control that that takes, I think this this franchise is in a good place in goalkeeper moving forward. I think I, I mean, I agree, of course. I, Bella Bixby should be the winner in this. And you do have to kind of look at full picture of these saves. And I'm going to give Ashlyn Harris a little bit of credit here at this point in the game when the penalty kick happens, um, penalty kicks tend to go in favor of the kicker. It's just, they have the advantage in this type of moment. Now, not necessarily against Ashlyn Harris, because as she said, and she told to the public, I do my homework. I know where the, my opponents are going to kick the ball. So this goal came when Orlando was down against North Carolina, 1-0 at this point in the game. It's about the 40th minute, 39th minute, right before halftime. So Ashlyn Harris keeps this, this game at 1-0 heading into halftime, which is a really great job. However, Lynn Williams, the kicker of this penalty kick, I'm going to be Franklin, not the best, Welsh, most well-struck ball that I've seen. It was a little soft. It wasn't necessarily hard to the corners, making it difficult save for Ashlyn Harris. Still very hard to save penalty yeah. kicks, but because of that and all the factors going into it and everything you just mentioned about Bella Bigsby, I think the more impressive save is Bella Bigsby's um, that she did. And yeah. really that the season that took her um, from – starting on the bench to them being the starting goalkeeper and, and really ending the season on, on such a high on the pitch. Um, yeah. yeah. We have to give this to Bella Bigsby. I mean, and that's an important like note that you make about that penalty save that we put up to uh, be a nominee with Ashton Harris. I think Lynn Williams would, would agree with you. In fact, I think a lot of players who end up having to go to the spot and take those penalty kicks would agree with you. There is this weird combination at times with penalty kick uh, scenarios in this league where they're about 50-50. They're 50%. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a great save. And there's 50%. Um, why did you take the kick like that? Where yeah. maybe it wasn't just the best uh, of taking penalties. So it's, it's, it's sometimes a real-world toss-up. And again, that's another reason why I really love uh, NWSL because when it comes to those scenarios, it really can go – uh, either way, but but for this one, for the save, we're going with Bella Bixby. This was fun, Lisa. I had so much fun doing this. I don't know. What do you think? Should we keep this going into the years to come? Should we have an, uh, an annual A3 end-of-year awards like this moving forward? I think we have to. It was a lot of fun to put together. It was great to have the fans vote on on what they liked and what they saw. Um, and, of course, for us to break these tiebreakers, maybe we can expand, get a great, like, defensive play of the year we'll see we'll see we have a whole season to think about how we're going to tackle this but I truly enjoyed doing it and I love looking back at all of the great moments of the year um, and really putting our crown and, and our gold star on the best the top four moments in top four categories throughout this year um, it, it was fun it was fun to talk about these and kind of break them down and and pick our favorites that's the best part for sure. I'm there with you. I, I hope we keep these going uh, into the years to come. And uh, 2022 is already shaking up to be a pretty exciting year. So I think we're going to have to continue this and keep it moving and keep it going and keep it shaking uh, as the years to come. I want to thank everyone for joining us today as we sort of break things down and sort of bid our farewells to 2021 and the NWSL season that we all witnessed there together. Thank you all for listening and joining us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. 
We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, and Lisa and I will answer during our mailbag segment. As you will also know, we're also available as videos. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. It's at youtube.com slash attacking third. Hit subscribe, and we will be back on Monday with draft previews and our special guest, Marissa Pilla. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third.